three, two, one. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jason Belcher, military veteran, small business owner. We have a couple of guests and we're going to get to those very shortly. And our topic is going to be fitness in Eastern Kentucky. Fitness is not something Eastern Kentucky is known for. Unfortunately, we're actually known for the opposite. We have a lot of health measures that tend to register pretty low on the scale. Uh, we're last in the state in a lot of numbers. We have high obesity rates, smoking, drug use. But the good news is there's a lot of good people and organizations in our region who are working to change that perception and are working to change that reality. And so those are the folks that we're going to be talking to this week. And our first one uh, is involved with several of those organizations. So I'll give her a chance to introduce herself and tell you about that. Hi, Jason. First, let me say I'm so happy to be here today. Thanks for asking me um, to come talk with you. Um, this is a topic that I feel very passionate about. Um, I have been an avid runner for probably about 12 years or so, maybe longer. Um, I did my first half marathon in 2009 and have been just running ever since then. Um, when I first started running, I'll just say that um, I, I think I was the only one in town that was running. There really wasn't a lot of people running. And then a couple years into it, around 2010, 2011, I met two other women that were running and so we kind of became like a running trio and we ran all over Pikeville and all over the place and we started doing half marathons and traveling to do half marathons and that's where it kind of all became, began. We decided we wanted to establish a running community in Pikeville and we did and it's called Big Sandy Road Runners and it is a chapter of the American Big uh, American Road Runners of America. I think that's what it's called. Okay, and yeah, I, I've been in there running with you for, for probably the last seven or eight years. Yeah, right on. And uh, according to the Facebook page, it has close to a thousand members in there. So that's a pretty good amount of people. It's really grown. <laughs> mm -hmm. can, you, can you talk about how it's grown and how it's impacted the community and how that uh, the people running and running together and, and races too has kind of promoted wellness mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and helped the city? Yeah, absolutely. When we first started Big Sandy Road Runners, it literally was three of us. There was just three, three members in, in our group. And just over time, there has become this huge resurgence and renaissance of running and, and being healthy, eating healthy. And so we went from the three of us to almost a thousand, like you were just saying. So that's something I'm personally very, very proud of. Um, this is just something that we volunteer to do. Um, we just do it for love of, of our community and love of our fellow runners. And to see it that big now in a small town, a population of only about 7,000. To have a thousand in the group is is quite a feat. And you and there's other organizations and other groups that are out there uh, involved in the fitness uh, community as well. Not just running, but there's aerobics and there's there's weightlifting and now there's uh, water and aqua center up the uh, the uh, YMCA. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that's something that really makes me very very proud because when I um you know I was born and raised in Pikeville, but I went to Lexington for a couple years at to study at University of Kentucky. And when I came back, you know, we had a YMCA here, um, but not really a huge fitness community, even outside of running, other than that, you know. Um, so now we have a running community. Um, we have Shake Senora that does like ripped classes. They've been very involved in the community with, I would say hundreds of people, um, helping them to lose weight, get out, get healthy. Um, we have, of course, the YMCA, and the YMCA now has this beautiful aquatic center. We call it the Wellness Center, and I'm so very proud of that to see it there. A year to, a year and a half ago when just first started doing it, trying to find funding, I thought, man, this is, uh, there were so many obstacles 
Um, but to see it actually there and beautiful, a beautiful swimming facility for our area is wonderful. But like you said, we have weightlifting, we have powerlifting, running. Now, <clears throat> now there's a pickleball community. Um, there's swimming. Um, just about any sport that you can think we have now in the area. And, you know, years ago we didn't have any of that. So it's really a wonderful thing. And there's lots of events too. There's lots of not just 5Ks but 10Ks. There's lots of opportunities for people to come together and run as a group. Mm -hmm. And it, you don't have to be a professional marathoner. You don't have to be a, an elite athlete. This is for just ordinary folks mm -hmm. who want to get healthy and, and more fit. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. And um, w one thing, one of the things that Big Sandy Roadrunners did was we established something called Track Night. And I know you know all about it. Sure. We've been many, many times the track night. Um, but it really was intended for two purposes. One, to welcome um, new runners and walkers, to ask them to come out. It's open to anybody in the community. We don't charge anything. You just come um, on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and walk and run with us. And the other purpose was for um, the serious runners or really the lifestyle runners, uh, we do interval training, which, as you know, it helps increase speed for those runners. So it really is, um, track night is, has something for everybody. You can just come and walk the track. And we'll always have somebody that will walk with you or if you want to walk and jog. Um, so that's an event that we did, and it's open to everybody in all different fitness levels. And you also have not just the track, but there's also that great trail system right behind there, right? Yes. The Bob Amos Trail, which is gorgeous. Gives you some uh, terrain, some hills mm -hmm. to work on, and a little bit of scenery at the same time. Absolutely. The city of Pikeville has a gym in, in that area, in the Bob Amos Park area. Um, there's the track, there's tennis, there's basketball, there's pickleball courts coming soon um, but the the trail system up there is really beautiful and like you said um, some of its hills and some of its flat so it's a little bit for everything you can ride your bike up there um, and it's something that we as a city are working on elaborating and making it even more beautiful with signs and there's distant signs up there now um, so and there, there's a whole route you can actually do that goes all the way around the city I think it's about I think about five miles or so is that but, the bike trail too, or is that different? The bike trail is different. Yes, okay. yes, and that's a whole other thing that's new in Pikeville that I'm really proud of. When did that get going? Is there a story behind um, how that came? To yes, be? there is a story about it. It actually began, believe it or not, about five years ago, and it was both before I was on the city commission. Um, but somebody had a great idea to uh, promote health and fitness in the city of Pikeville, and um, submitted for federal grant money, which we did receive. So that federal grant money allowed us to do what we just recently did was put um, bike signs all over town on actually on a very specific route. Um, there's more things coming. There's going to be some bike shelters. Um, we do have a few bike shelters up on the trail system that I was talking about earlier. Um, but it also included bike stations, um, which I was very proud of. Um, and uh, in fact, another, another city re reached out to me to see where we got them at and how we got them because they were so very impressive. They wanted to uh, get some for their city as well. But the bike stations include if you get a flat, you can fix your flat. If you're low on air, you can put your air. And of course, bike racks are in the city now. So very, very proud to see that come to fruition. And it seems like a lot of the events offer opportunities to support different uh, organizations uh, the, in the communities. For example, we got Cuffs and Hoses coming up mm -hmm. on Saturday night, and that's mm -hmm. not unusual. There's also the Hillbilly Days Run for the Kids, so they are, there are opportunities to raise money for different causes mm -hmm. that help the communities as well. Over the last few years, there's been a lot of money raised for various char charities throughout the community. Um, one is for Judy's Place for Kids. We raise money for them. Um, like you said, the Hillbilly Day Run, that raises money for the Shriners Children's Hospital. Uh, I'm so proud that, that I'm involved with that. I'm one of the race directors that puts that on. It's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding, and we usually raise quite a bit of money to donate. And 100% of the money goes to, to the Shriners Children's Hospital. But there's so many other charities, too. 
that, that we support. And, and from an individual perspective, for folks who, who come out and participate, whether they run really long distances or they just run a little bit, mm-hmm. or whether they walk, doesn't matter, there's just a, a good feeling you get from knowing that you accomplished a goal and you helped yourself become healthier and more fit. Have you heard or mm-hmm. are there any stories of folks or that you've seen have an impact that really kind of stand out to you mm-hmm. over those years of lives that have been changed for the better? Oh my gosh, so many people, um, so many lives that have been changed. And like you referenced earlier, our area, it really is um, the hub for diabetes, cardiac disease, and um, some obesity, you know, so many things that running and walking, any kind of health and fitness uh, helps to improve. So if, if you can improve that, you improve people's lives, you improve people's stress levels. I mean, it's just all the way around a, a great thing to do and support. And I, you know, I also want to say we have had a lot of support from the community, um, from the city of Pikeville themselves, from other businesses in the commu- community that want to help this, um, I always call it a renaissance of, of health and fitness people getting out and, and that maybe previously would, would not have gotten out at all and done any kind of exercise. Especially after the past year where most of us spent spent that time in some various modified form of a lockdown or with restrictions on how we can travel and move. So there's probably some pent-up demand to get out of the house yes. and to get active again. Mm-hmm. So this is the, will be the perfect opportunity for people to do that. We were just talking about that last night at track night, how we went the, a, a year or so and really, really couldn't do any much of any kind of exercise um and a lot of people during that lockdown had the COVID-15 you know everybody talks about myself included so it it was good to be able to get out and run with our friends and kind of socialize and and get to a little bit of normal life anyways. So it's a great fusion of uh, folks in the community is working to make their their uh, communities a better place, mm-hmm. people getting fit and well, and then the city and the counties and the surrounding mm-hmm. areas also just coming together to support that, mm-hmm. uh, not just in the government, but also the business. So it sounds mm-hmm. like there's a nice synergy forming mm-hmm. uh, in Eastern Kentucky, and we, we hope that uh, continues to grow mm-hmm. in the future. Anything coming up in the next six months or a year that, uh, that's worth highlighting or would just continue um, to grow? One of the we, things we're doing, um, you mentioned businesses is to kind of highlight business local businesses in our area and also support our runners for for example um a couple of weeks ago we met at bear's den nutrition and we all we actually ran and cycled so there were some that cycled and some that ran and the business knew about it we asked them ahead of time and they loved it they welcomed it and they gave all of the uh, runners and cyclists free drinks and it was the nutritional teas and the protein drinks so we really really appreciated that but we've done it with other businesses as well um, we try to do that about once a month. So if anybody's interested, they can look on Big Sandy Roadrunners and see where the ne- next location is. Um, some other things coming up, you said cuffs and hoses, that's coming up this weekend. Um, there's various different 5Ks and events that are going on. Oh, every Tuesday night, there is a bicycle ride. Uh, I believe at 6.30 is when they start, and it starts at the Farmer's Market. That's on Adams Lane. Um, they consistently have that those rides as long as it's not raining. So that's a great opportunity for people to get out. And I hope folks know that are listening, if they're thinking about maybe trying to get healthier or, or start a new wellness program, you know, you don't have to be uh, an athlete. You don't have to have athletic ability. You can just by participating, you, it doesn't matter if you walkers are welcome, runners are welcome. Uh, the fitness community has very open arms about that. We recognize that everybody has different skill levels and different abilities. But the main thing, the most important thing is that you're active and that you're involved. So if you're just walking or jogging or whether you're really training for a personal record in a long distance run, it all adds up to to healthier individuals and a healthier community. You know, that's one of the things I really love about running is you don't have to be some kind of super special athlete. Um, I remembered when I trained for my first half marathon, I thought, how do people do this? You have to be an Olympian to to be able to run 13 miles. And you don't. You don't. As long as you're healthy and you've got... 
overall healthy and good knees, that's very important having good knees, then you can do it, you know, you can walk, you can walk it. I know a lot of people that will walk a half marathon or 5k. Um, so that's one of the things that I truly love about running is that anybody can do it. It's a very welcoming sports, very inclusive community, and it's great to see folks like yourself working to make the community better and helping people live, uh, have better wellness and better levels of fitness and just increases happiness and makes for a better life. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Anything else you want to add? Or I think we probably covered most I of it. I think we probably covered most of it. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for mm -hmm. your time. Okay. And I'll let our next guest go ahead and uh, introduce himself and tell us a little bit about his uh, background in the fitness world. Well, my name's Jamie Kidd. Um, I guess I was first introduced to weightlifting as part of, uh, you know, being a football player in high school. Uh, you know, unfortunately then, not a lot of knowledge about, uh, you know, weightlifting. Uh, we basically had, you know, coaches who would tell us to go in and lift, and we kind of, you know, learn on our own. And, uh, lucky we probably you know, didn't get hurt and stuff, but, you know, we just kind of did what we thought was right. But after uh, after high school, uh, I actually met some uh, powerlifters uh, at a local gym that I actually got a job at while I was going to college. And I uh, got in, interested in it that way, and I entered my first official powerlifting meet in 1992 in the teenage division. I competed in Bardstown. I'm glad you mentioned that. So can you tell us a little bit about the, the powerlifting landscape in Eastern Kentucky? I know there's a lot of folks out there may not know how many people are actually involved or competing in that here, just in our area. We have, I would say, uh, probably 20 plus serious uh, competitors in all different ages and weight divisions. You know, that's how the uh, competitions are, are broken down in categories by age and weight and um, you know we have uh, you know some powerlifters in this uh, area that are uh, worlds uh, and nationally recognized uh, you know Mike uh, Branham is a, a friend of mine he's a, what we would call an old school powerlifter uh, you know he has uh, he was on the national charts back in the 80s uh, and even into the 90s uh, squatting almost a thousand pounds, and uh, we have uh, several 
competitors, uh, self-included, that uh, own a lot of national and uh, uh, state records in the area. That's awesome. And, and can you can you explain, like, I'm a runner, so I don't know, I, I know, like, some things about what you guys do, but can you break it down? Like, you, you said serious powerlifter. Can you, like, explain what that means to, to, to an average gym goer? Well, you know, um, at the risk of sounding arrogant, you can't walk in the gym and say, I want to be a powerlifter today. Uh, you, you will hurt yourself if you, if you do that. Uh, you've got to educate yourself on the sport, train for it. And if you decide to do a, uh, a competition, like I'm, I'm actually training for one that will be uh, the first part of uh, October this year, you have to pre-plan uh, your uh, program uh, X amount of weeks out, depending on uh, when you decide to uh, start training for that. Uh, normally, uh, the program is you know eight to 10 weeks, and it's all broken down into percentages. Uh, you uh, kind of set a goal in mind for the competition in the three big lifts, as we call it, which is the squat, bench, and deadlift. And you have to train accordingly by percentages and reps, set, uh, and you choose. You know, uh, you know, most of the time we follow a national known powerlifter who's been very successful in the sport, and we'll kind of look at their program and how they done it. Uh, but it's something that everything from, you know, lifting, stretching, of course, uh, and your diet, uh, it, it has a lot to do with it because, like I mentioned, the, uh, the weight class, if you go in and you're, you're half a pound over where you want to be, uh, that'll put you into the next weight class, which will be a huge disadvantage for you. So it, it's not something you can decide to do today and compete tomorrow. It takes months if not years to finally be successful at, at It kind of feels like it, it becomes a way of life. Would you say that's true for folks that do it? Very much. Uh, you know, it, it, it's different. Uh, you know, much like, uh, you know, you're, you're a runner, and, and uh, you know, that's not my thing, but I respect it. I respect the ability for any athlete that can, you know, do, uh, you know, that task for the duration that you all do. Uh, but it's hard to explain to people that really don't understand it. Uh, but it's easy to get you uh, involved in it because normally uh, if you go and you're a spectator at an event and you get the bug for it, as they say, uh, you get the runner's high that I know you, you are well aware of what that is. Sure. Uh, you get you get the runner's high from weightlifting as well. Really? So, so does that is that during the lift or after the lift or when does that usually happen? I'm just kind of curious. For, for me, I get that after I have pushed myself to the max. Uh, if it's a, a high rep set with a uh, what I would call a moderate weight, not my max, but say 75 to 80 percent of that. If I know I have pushed myself and I know I'm breaking that muscle down, I'm breathing hard. Uh, you know, I'm starting to feel the muscle break, you know, breakdown, the fatigue set in. It's almost you get to a point where you get addicted to that feeling. Uh, and I think a lot of it's got to do with you know what the end result will be if you continue to put that effort into it, which will be you want, you're going to get stronger. And if you're looking at, you know, going on the platform, as we refer to it, when you compete 
I had a paralyst in me, you know that success is going to come from that effort. So all that combined, it gives you those, you know, I you release the endorphins, and, and, and if you get that high from it, just, you know, even though it may sound crazy to, uh, you know, someone that doesn't understand, again, like the runner's high, is, is that you have to experience it to, to understand, but it, it does happen. Yeah, and I think that's an important point, especially for young people that you mentioned when you when you talk about the the regimen you have to go through and the goals you have to set. I think those those are important lessons for young folks to learn, and that that sport can teach you uh, in terms of setting goals and achieving them, and seeing your progress and and helping that, and that will help you with other things in life outside just your fitness. Correct. You know, it, it's discipline. You know, we you know for a long time we've associated uh, weightlifting with. Uh, football only, but obviously that's all changed now. There's different programs uh, for different athletes at all ages, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I have a 13-year-old son that's been very successful. Now, being a certified personal trainer, I know things that you don't let kids do at young ages, Uh, but as they progress, you can gradually let them adapt and add more and more of you know, the bigger uh, exercises. And, and for lack of a better term, he is full-blown addicted to it. Uh, but the good thing that, that he himself has incorporated into all this, he's very knowledgeable about his diet and his nutrition. Uh, he, he knows how much protein he should have. He actually is carb-conscious of when he should have the carbs for energy, make sure he has enough water in the system, and that goes without me happened to remind him. So he has taught himself discipline, but in the beginning, I had to guide him as I should have. And now he and a couple of his friends that train with the local gym, uh, I mean, they ask to go days when I'm not planning to go. They want to go, and, you know, they're, they're practicing football right now. So we've lined up, uh, but they would go every day if I would allow it. But, you know, I worry about overtraining. And uh, so I only allow them now to train on the weekend. And, sure. uh, but a good example of discipline is, is that itself right there. And you mentioned there you're training for an event. That's Is that going to be held at East Kentucky Barbell in October? And that's a veterans benefit event. Am I, am I correct on yeah. that? You're absolutely correct. It's an organization that I've just got introduced to, Kentucky Wounded uh, Heroes. And, you know, we've got, and, uh, you know, they help support, of course, veterans and I know you're a veteran. I always, you know, thank you all for your service. And uh, but it's a great organization, and all the publicity that I usually get for the pound for pound that I, I mentioned earlier, I'm now shifting toward uh, that competition, and it's going to be a, a full, uh, you know, powerlifting competition, traditional competition. We're going to add some other, you know, events to it. We're wanting to do a truck pull, which is more of a strongman uh, type of event. Sure, that'd be fun. Different things for different people to get as much as we can out of course for an an absolute wonderful, you know, uh, worthy cause. But uh, really looking forward to it. We have, you know, uh, the old school powerlifters, which now that's what I refer to myself as, young powerlifters, female uh, powerlifters. So many folks are involved in this. It just makes it makes the better events a more uh, diverse type of crowd we have uh, entering the, the competition. 
Well, that, that's great that you're doing that. And as veterans, we always appreciate support from the community. And I, and I think uh, events like that and, and fitness organizations in general just make the communities a better place. It gives kids something positive to do. And, and for folks that are adults and, and have full lives and have to work, and uh, it's, it's, it's often hard to find that time, you know, to do hard, to do serious training, but there's still time to do, you know, just fitness training. I, I would say, you know, just being fit is, is something that I, I want to do. But for folks who want to take it to the next level and do real power lifting training like you guys are doing, you know, that requires another level of, of dedication and another time commitment. It does. And, you know, I, I encourage a lot of my friends and, and strangers that just know, you know, that's what I do. They'll come up and, you know, start talking to me about working out. And, I you know, I'll put them at ease and I'll say, hey, just come and do something. And I said, you know, and then when you get to the state of mind where, you feel bad if you don't go you're in the right place yeah and, it, uh, that's the same way with running yeah, yeah. we f- we feel bad and, when we uh, don't get to <laughs> yeah and so and that's you know a good thing uh you know we you know we've touched on is you know with the kids uh you know the Arnick gym there's several young younger kids in there and, you, know, you know the gym owner jacob gobel he's a great guy he's a veteran as you will know He's got an age limit, but, um, you know, once they hit that uh, where they can be in there working out, uh, you know, there's several younger kids down there, most of the time with their parents. And, uh, you know, what better place can you be? Uh, Especially, uh, you know, mom and daughter time, you know, uh, dad and son time. And uh, I see that a lot down there at at the gym. And uh, in my opinion, it couldn't be. Uh, you know, a more helpful, healthy activity than the whole family, you know, working out together. Yeah, so, I mean, it's great for the, the, the body and the mind, and it's also good for the community and the family. So, I mean, it's just an all-around uh, benefits package for participating. And it doesn't matter, what, like you say, it doesn't matter which sport you, you choose or which activity you choose, as long as, you you know, you do one, uh, whether it's running or powerlifting or there's a lot of other different types of activities. You know, the key is to, to keep maintaining that, that active and healthy lifestyle because it, it just brings so many benefits to individuals, uh, families, and the community. Okay, well, thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to add about, uh, you know, just fitness in Eastern Kentucky or powerlifting in general? I uh, hope everybody will, will come out and check out the event. That's at East Kentucky Barbell in October. Wh- which day in October is it? Um, that'll be on a Saturday. It's October the 2nd. Okay, Saturday, uh, October 2nd. That's open to the public, right? It is. Uh, we'll have, uh, you know, there's going to be different vendors there. Uh, for the competitors, $25 entry fee, of course, all the money. Uh, goes to Kentucky uh, Wounded uh, Heroes, and then we got, uh, uh, you know, uh, we we'll have a free T-shirt uh, to give to them. So it's it's going to be a great uh, a great event. And uh, you know, uh, if for anyone uh, you know in the Lumber area that uh, you know needs any help or wants to get started, I've, I've helped several people. Jacob, the owner, would also do that. You know, come down, just you know, walk through and and you know, let us get you started on the right path and uh, see you know, how easy it is with a little bit of effort to make a big change in your life. 
And I think that's an important point. You know, the fitness community is very welcoming. We're very inclusive. I know from a distance, maybe people see folks running marathons or, or deadlifting a thousand pounds and, and they find that kind of intimidating. Uh, but, and, and I guess it is if you're, if you haven't been involved with any, any level of fitness, but the folks that do it are, are very friendly and, and everybody that's involved are just, are just normal people who have an abnormal uh, level of discipline and dedication. And that's what brings them re- the results. So we're very welcoming to folks joining that community. Yeah, you're, it doesn't matter, you know, age or gender doesn't matter. Your body will respond to training. Okay, well, thanks. We, we appreciate what you're doing. It's a great organization. Good luck with, with your competition, and I hope I have a chance to come by there and, and see that. appreciate your time, too. Okay, there's two other outstanding organizations that I wanted to mention briefly. And the first is K-Fitness, which is a 24-hour gym for women, opened in April of 2018 here in Pikeville, Kentucky. And just recently, they competed. They sent a number of competitors to the Kentucky Open Bodybuilding Competition. And based on my count from the uh, from the Facebook post, they brought home at least 20 different awards and trophies from that competition, which is absolutely outstanding. The dedication and commitment that they uh, put forth to uh, to achieve that level of fitness and, and win at the competitive level is, is absolutely outstanding. And, and those ladies are all from the local area who showed up every day and worked hard and, and had an outstanding coach in Kelly Blackburn. And I think the results there uh, simply speak for themselves. And the second one is, uh, I mentioned, we talked uh, with Allison Powers earlier from the Big Sandy Roadrunners. And the second one is uh, the Tug Valley Roadrunners, which is our sister uh, running organization just across the state line in West Virginia. They put on so many different outstanding running events. Of course, the pinnacle is the Hatfield and McCoy Marathon which has now become an international event uh, with almost a thousand runners from all 50 states and uh, at least a dozen countries internationally uh, in the past few years. So that race has really grown. Those two organizations uh, in particular represent what the fitness community can achieve uh, when people come together and help each other, support each other, and, and simply transform lives uh, into healthier and more fit uh, lifestyles. And uh, for folks who want to take it all the way to the level of competition, they can certainly do that. But as we mentioned earlier, the fitness community is very welcoming of individuals who simply want to get healthy uh, and live a better life. You don't have to be a competitive athlete, but if you want to do that, you certainly can. And the fitness community is welcoming to folks who, who want to do either one. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for Eastern Kentucky and for the growing and thriving fitness community that we, community that we have here. I can't wait to see what they can achieve next. And for those who are listening, who, who might want to join uh, at any level, whether you're, whether it's running or weightlifting or bodybuilding or just getting healthier, please know that uh, your, your fitness community would welcome you. We'd love to have you join us. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. So hope to see you soon. And thanks for listening this week.
And again, we'd like to thank our guests very much for their time. I know they're very busy individuals. They work really hard. So we appreciate them taking their time to share their experiences and insights with us this week.